Jamil. Hi, everyone. <laughs> All right, this is a knee-jerk reaction. Ray, you're here. Hi, I'm also here. Yes. Yes. A knee-jerk reaction for us all. We just watched what you described as a pay-per-view for the ages. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, I yeah. agree. I agree, Ray. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's as good as any one night of wrestling I think we've seen lately. Or I'm, is capable of. I think <laughs> is is capable of. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, Go Home Heat is capable of okay let's dive into it i'm not gonna in the interest of time i'm not getting into the pre-show too much i thought the matches were fine they were entertaining that's fine we're going to go straight to the main event which was for the greatest wrestler in the world no belt okada versus brian danielson quick knee-jerk reaction where are you on Five star, four star, three star, two star. Jamil? For me, it's a 4.95. Why not a five? I'm, I'm just I'm just not sure. I mean, I might wake up tomorrow and, and, and be like, yeah, it was a five star match. But, like, right now, just need your reaction. It's like a 4.9, 4.95. But it was an awesome match. Well, like, dude, that's almost perfect. Right, four point nine five is almost perfect. Ray, what did you think? Um, I think they have a better match in them. Right, like I think they're gonna run it back uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting that they made Okada tap. Mm-hmm. I think that was my point of interest because I read um, a tweet after that that said Okada hasn't tapped since like twenty fifteen to Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, and the first person to do that is Danielson. So I think eventually Okada and Danielson are going to um, run it back and have a better match than this match was, which I still think this match was very good. Intriguing. Very good. It was intriguing. You... It's, it's, Go it's ahead. difficult when there was a little bit of, like, burnout because, like, and everyone's ex- expecting, like, a seven-star match. Mm-hmm. Right? And, um, yeah, I-, I think I think they have a better match. The match it will be judged against, just because of the place it was done, is the match that was early in the card with Kenny right. and Will. And, A, they're two completely different kind of wrestlers. But Will and Kenny are in the middle of their story. And this feels like the first chapter, a very good first chapter. I, I thought it was interesting that, to me, Okada was wrestling at a quicker pace early in the match than he normally does. Yeah. Danielson was all over him early in the match. When the, fl- when the script got flipped and Danielson was in trouble and you had the, you know, the, the it was great. But... Right. 
you know, Danielson started playing up the injury, and then Danielson started kind of playing uh, angles where you didn't even know if he was being for real on how bad he was hurt or whatever. And it seemed like eventually he was. But an interesting aspect of Danielson's character now is he is willing to cheat, do whatever, along with the fact that he's so great technically. Right. And you had all of that into this one package, but the the fascinating part was the way Danielson made the tap-out process seem exciting. Yeah. There was that battle. I've got both his arms. It looked like Okada's uh, rotator cuffs were about to pop free from his shoulders. It looked like double dislocations. And then he couldn't get him to tap in the lapel, and so then he turns that into some form of a double leg lock and then eventually gets his arm in the middle of all that, and it was just, I mean, human pretzel mm-hmm. crap. You know, it was, it was incredible the way he made you do that. I was shocked that he tapped, but there was only a couple of minutes left. I mean, they had time to do one verse of Final Countdown to get out of there. <laughs> you know, it, the other thing was I noticed early in the match, or pre-match, Final Countdown starts playing. There was no long walk to the ring for Okada. There was no long walk to the ring for Danielson. The lights were pretty much on before they even started wrestling. It was, hey, we got 30 minutes. We can't waste it. Right. Right. Now, hey, I would have been okay if you would have carved a little bit off the Stinger match. (laughs) I think. I think everyone would have been okay with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That match would have been fine on Dynamite. Yes, it would have. Or we, Collision last night or whatever, you know? You know, I understand, with specifically with the Steam match, I understand that we kind of needed something to tide us over in between the Kenny match and the, um, and the Danielson match. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, man, it's not like, I didn't have particularly a lot of fun watching the Sting match. Um, it was okay. Right. Well, the other thing is, like, I, I don't like Suzuki taking the pin. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand Jericho attacking Naito with the bat post-match. Like, why, was that supposed to get heat between Stinger and, or, or, Naito, or Naito and Stinger buddies that I don't know about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know yeah. I mean? you know, I mean... I don't know, but anyway, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to beat something up and something that was such a great night. So let's get into Kenny and Osprey. And that, what did you think of that star wise? Um, that was the best match of the entire card. Absolutely, that literally was the best match of the entire card. It's literally, it literally, if if I'm getting outrageous, like how um, the the Meltzer as we like to call them. Yeah. Does. Um, I'm giving it six, seven stars. Like, that, <laughs> that match was incredible. Yeah. Like, I I sat and watched that match, and I was just like, ah, they're really going to do this one more time. They're really going to do this one more time at either Domination or, I mean, Dominion or um, Wrestle Kingdom next year. But, like, they're going to do this one more time. Like, Osprey and and Omega have become the new Okada Omega, and I'm here for it. Agreed. Agreed. I think Kenny staked his claim to still being in that top five 
if if you if you take like I don't know. I always wonder, like, guys that say, I have a top ten, I have a top five. Look, I don't want to know how many I got. I know that there's a bunch of them that I think are a little better than everybody else. And I think Kenny staked his claim to still being there. I think Danielson Okada did something similar tonight. I think Osprey staked his claim to saying, hey, I'm not where I could be someday, and I might be the best you've ever seen already. Right. after you ring the bell, like there are aspects of pro wrestling pre-ringing the bell that he's good at, but not what some other guys are. But once you ring that bell, he's got the athleticism of a ricochet and the size of, I'm trying to think of somebody. I mean, he's obviously not like a Roman size, but he's, he's bigger than Kenny. He's bigger than Seth. He's bigger than, you know, and, and he can do things that you don't, you just don't see other people doing. That one standing flip he did where his feet basically landed in the same place. Give me a break. Humans yeah. don't do that. They 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 yeah, they vary. The the, the footprints <laughs> the footprints land in different places. And so it was bloody. I think that we forget sometimes because we always say he's the best bout machine, and that's what we hear, and I believe that we forget that he has a long history of brutal matches. Kenny does. Uh-huh. And that's why he had the equilibrium issues and he had to go away for a while and all that because he, he had beaten himself up in the benefit of our entertainment for a long time. Oh, Okada and Omega, too, was brutal. Like that, like the, the second Okada and Omega was like, yeah. Mm-mm. Like, you just, yeah. He had to rest after that one. Before they, before they did the third one. It's just... Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it's crazy. What, what did you think of the match, right? Oh, I thought this was a perfect match. Perfect. From, like, start to finish, I I think... I highly doubt that anything would overtake this for match of the year. Because I don't think... Before this match happened, I didn't think anything was going to overtake my original match of the year. And I think this is just head and shoulders above everything else. Maybe even above their first match. Um... I think that Osprey, um, for a while, he was pretty much the best in the world. Um, I think he can still. Okay. Uh, I, I think he can still lay that claim. I think there's still an argument to be made there. Um, I think they're going to do a third one. Uh, some people were saying that they might do the third one in Wembley Stadium. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wembley's going to be hot. Yeah, and um, I think that'd be great. Um, yeah, I think that was just an otherworldly match, and I, I don't know what else I could particularly say. You got anything else on that one right now? It's all, all, I, all I have to say is watch it. There's nothing I can put into words that they conveyed in that ring. Just watch that match. Yeah, and, that, their, and their first one was their first one was my my match of the year. Right. Yeah. And I'll I'll say this um the specific spot uh when Osprey whipped out the Tiger Driver uh 91 uh it was it was it was one of those moments where it's like oh he just hit the nuclear option. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was the what the, was the Excalibur Excalibur call where he said calls from another man in green. I'm referring to Mitsuharu Misawa. Okay. <laughs> Excalibur's really good. 
He is. Really, really good at his job. And he was great all night. Uh, Osprey and Omega doing one another's moves as finishers, even though it didn't work, was great. Oh, my God. When Kenny kicked out at one, because he was just so mad at Will. Yeah. It was hot, right? That heated it up, and it got us a whole second phase. It's an all-time. Callus had to save his guy. You know, how the official let him come back out there, that's, you know, that's a wrestling thing, you know what I mean? (laughs) If you you're the official, like, what are you going to do? Just start throwing hands with him? You're trying to, like, focus not only on him coming out, but also on this match where these two dudes might just straight up maul each other. And they're bleeding, and they're been landing on their heads. I get it. I get it. But... If someone told me, I'm not of this opinion, but if someone said to me, I can't sign off on this being uh, otherworldly of a match because what was Callus even doing back out there? I'd be like, okay, I get it. I get it. But, you know, we did have a whole, that gave us, like, the doing one another's move and Kenny kicking out because he was so mad that I was afraid. That gave us a reboot to where Kenny was on, was on top for a little while. Callus coming out rebooted the match again to where we got another stretch run. And you can do that when you get 40 minutes to do a match. And that is always going to be the issue that unless some of the – when I think of matches like this, I I hate to say it, but if you say match of the year candidate, this is absolutely. I think that Seth and Finn are going to want to do something similar next week. I think that there are limitations to what they can do. Yeah, I don't think they can. Because of the WWE thing. I don't, even yeah. then, I don't know if they could pull out a match like this. I, I understand. I understand. I understand. But, you know, it just, to me, there are limitations time-wise that they can't get that second, third, fourth act like you can right. in this company. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. Everything's good, and there's, there's good things and bad things to all pro wrestling. But... We did get multiple acts here, and we got what felt like the meat of the story, and then we're going to get the climax, maybe at Wembley. How great, right? What did yeah. we think of Storm Willow? I, I, was, I was surprised by how fine I thought it was. I mean, it was, it was all right. I, I, it wasn't one of the better matches on the card, but it was still, it was still pretty quality. Yeah, it was decent enough. I don't I, like Soraya being back. That might just be because I dislike Soraya. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just feel like Soraya and AEW there's a lot more that you can do with that than give me a rehash female version of the NWO. Uh, and not really uh, hey you can say what you want about Kevin Nash and Scott Hall in the way they wrestle. I think Scott was a pretty good wrestler, as a matter of fact. Kevin. That was awesome. Right, but <laughs> but they were cool. They were. And this don't have that vibe. <laughs> I don't know. There were parts that, like, were... When, when specifically... And Storm ain't Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> and neither is Soraya. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. You ain't lying. But let's there, get there in some were, cool. There were parts that... That, like I liked, I I kind of liked the outcasts when Soraya wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Now let's get into something more fun. Now Tony goes over; she's got two belts. Yeah. Good for her. Hopefully, we'll get some good stuff out of that down the road. Uh, we got 
Hopefully. Um, Shibata, Zack Sabre Jr., Orange Cassidy. Oh, this match was great. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm blanking the Dan. I'm, I'm blanking Das Wonderkin. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Yes. The great value. Great value. Alex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Garcia. What are they doing to Daniel Garcia? They're making a complete fool out of Daniel Garcia. That's what they're doing. Then you're so right about the Das Wonderkin Alex Wright comparison. He's getting smacked around by two very physical men in Zack Sabre Jr. And Lord Shibata is as physical as it comes. And he's planning his feet. And doing that dance after every slap, <laughs> even after his knees buckle, and it was like, at that moment, I thought, oh, oh yeah, I know, I know, he's getting a pin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it right. was good, and it was fun, and Cassidy showed a little bit. You know, he's got, he's been defending that title a lot. You can see him starting to tape up his neck in between his shoulder right. blades. And so him sliding in and taking the easy victory after Shibata puts Garcia down, hey, kudos. Let's go. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your win. You liked it. And, and I, yeah. Oh, yeah. this was That was my third favorite match on the entire card. And I don't think people – I don't think people remember that the only reason that Orange Cassidy is AEW International Champion right now is because of last year's Forbidden Door. Because Orange Cassidy versus Will Osprey on, on Forbidden Door is the sleeper match of the entire... It's the sleeper match of the entire card. Right. When you heard that Orange Cassidy and Will Osprey was going to wrestle at Forbidden Door, you were like, mm, mm, easy, win for, e- easy win for Will Osprey. This, this is going to be like the go to the bathroom or go get your snack. Snacks match. Right. <laughs> no, not in the slightest. It literally was almost the best match on the entire card. And that's the reason why everybody started taking Orange Cassidy seriously. Because right. of last year's Forbidden Door. So, yeah. And he's done nothing but excel post that. Right? Now, let's slide into um, Jungle Boy and Sonata for the, NJ, the New Japan title. Uh, what did you think of the match? I was shocked. I was shocked that it was as good as it was. Thank you. We said the same thing. Yeah. It was really good. Jungle Boy fought the good fight. He lost fair and square. Uh, Sonata can can be... I always like Sonata in a tag team scenario. Sometimes his match matches by himself can run a little bit yawny. Um, he's a fantastic... He's got the look. He's got the moveset. He, there's nothing. There's no reason why, but for some reason, he doesn't give me this match all the time. And tonight he did. And Jungle Boy was great. And there was back and forth. And Jungle Boy loses fair and square. And I thought the most interesting thing about it was Sonata walks out of there looking like a champ, having put on a great performance. And Jungle Boy turns heel. Let's go, right? Yes. Heel Jungle Boy. Yes. Can we get rid of that song for a month or two? Yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do it. What did, what did you think, Ray? Oh, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, probably my second favorite match of the card. Second favorite. 
That's what I'm talking about. All right, Eddie Kingston in the Elite versus oh, the Blackpool the Combat Club and Takeshita and Shooter. Complete chaos. It was okay. You didn't love it? <laughs> it was all right. I get it. I was, yeah, like you you knew that the Elite were walking out winning this match because we're, we're in Canada and we're, we're in Canada and Kenny's only losing in Canada because it makes for a good story. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the elite, they not losing. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed the, uh, the chaos in this one more than sometimes I do. Maybe it was because the whole card wasn't as chaotic as sometimes their cards can be. So this felt like the AEW match of the card. And the spots where everybody's going crazy, jumping around, and it's just Kingston and Mox in the middle of the ring slapping each other upside the head. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I I think they told some stories that they can tell going forward. Maybe Kingston and Mox get into something after Claudio and, and Kingston go through whatever they're evidently on par to go into. Why did you like it so much? Um, I thought this match was great. Um, I thought that... Um, it was kind of like a classic AEW multi-man tag match, um, especially with the Young Bucks. It's kind of like a classic match by them. But I think um, Eddie Kingston's character really excelled and how he was taking a beating throughout a lot of it. And um, he just kind of kept going and kept going. And then the whole chemistry he had with him and Mox was really well done. Um, and Takeshita uh, looked like a star. Takeshita... I, I will say, <laughs> if I would, I, yeah, Takeshita was crazy. He looked like a star. He was big, and he was strong, and he was athletic. He controlled the people that were around him. He absorbed punishment. That's what you want from your guy. I thought that part was really good. But here's the thing. That's the beauty of a pro wrestling show like this one. Right. You didn't love it. He loved it. I'm kind of a little bit between the two of you. It's. That's the beauty of it. We uh, somebody out there was head over heels about Tony Storm and, and Willow, right? And somebody out there, was, you know, we have not found that person. Somebody who's out there was head over heels about <laughs> about the Stinger, about the Stinger and Jericho and his program we're going into. They're I've not wrong. Found that person yet either. They're infinitely uh, wrong, but definitely <laughs> haven't found that person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we started out with two matches that in a normal card would be, you know, main eventing. MJF, your champion, uh-huh. is wrestling against Tanahashi, one of the legends in the history of wrestling Japan or anywhere, the uh-huh. ace, and they have a pretty good match. Tana's not as young as he used to be. I thought MJF played it pretty well. What did you think about it? Jamel? Same. Same. It was a, it was a decent match, like I'm I, I'm not saying that it was horrible. It was a, it was a textbook, it was a textbook MJF match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he does all the things that he does, hits him with the diamond ring to win the match. Um, and yeah, Tanahashi, Tanahashi looked above average. Right. In the ring. Right. So, yeah. Right. But I do think that this is as bad. This is as bad a match as I've seen MJF in in a while. 
and it was still pretty good. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really do bad. And, he, you know, he's limited. You don't want to make Tana look too bad, so you got to kind of come up with a reason why you're cheating. He kind of needs to cheat anyway. He's the heel. He's yeah. going to do the shtick where he's leaving. He's going to do the shtick where, you know, he played it up. That was fine. We got in and out of there. What about the Punk versus Kojima? Punk's never getting cheers in Canada ever again. <laughs> Punk's never getting, especially in Toronto, Punk's never getting cheers in Canada ever again. If I, and that's the brawl out from all out. So Punk's never getting cheers in Canada ever again. <laughs> okay, if I told you five years ago, CM Punk was going to come back and there's two options. You're going to die or Punk's going to impersonate Hulk Hogan in multiple matches. Which one do you think happens first? I probably would have felt like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going six feet under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going six feet under. Dude. Foregone conclusion. Aspire to aspire to have the level of petty in you that CM Punk lives his life with because that man, someone says, I think it was Bischoff maybe, he says, you know, Hogan was better or whatever. And then he gets into Toronto, which is a spot where, you know, uh, or he's in Canada, I'm sorry, and, and two of the bigger moments of Hulk's career were in Toronto. You know, you had the whole, the Rock Match, you, I think the was the Warrior match there too. I think so. Okay, I think. Okay. So anyway, point being, he knows. You know, you're gonna call me out, say that you know I'm not as good as him. I'll I'll give you a big leg drop. I got no problem with that. <laughs> and he got a great match out of a guy that's limited physically, you know. And that's the beauty of being a little older yourself. You know, he Punk can still go. I thought this was as good a match as it could be. Yeah, I thought the ring psychology was very good during this match. I do think because I'm, I'm I've always been a, I've always thought heel Punk was best Punk. So I think that yeah, I think the crowd just absolutely despising Punk and Punk kind of laughing it up. I feel like that was really an environment that Punk reveled in, and I think Kojima was a really good uh, guy for uh, Punk to face off in, in that environment. I think in order for I think in order for Punk to effect, effectively be a heel, um, MJF has to lose belt something. But he yeah. can't lose it to Punk. He has to lose it to somebody else. And right. whoever that somebody else is, Punk has to stake his claim, hey, person who now has the belt. It's cute and all, but I never lost it. Right. Right. Uh, I, I, I'm wondering if they're going to do some form of a brand split thing and have Punk... You know, you could do it unofficially, right? Uh-huh. Couldn't Punk just bring that belt to the ring with him in the bag and wrestle people for the right to hold that bag? Until... Such time as you said, a transitional champion is crowned over MJF, and then he anoints him. Then he anoints himself the rightful champion because he never lost. Boom! You have a unification belt about which doesn't 
sorry, you have a unification bout which doesn't even acknowledge the other belt that that is in the unification bout. If you know what I'm saying, yeah. you could do that. I also feel like we are about to get Punk on a completely different level than even we have seen before as people who have watched him and enjoyed or hated him in our entire lives because yeah. now he's going to be a heel in one town and a face in another. A yeah. heel in one town, a face in another. And he's smart enough. A lot of guys aren't smart enough. He's smart enough to walk out there, hear the booze, and go, hmm, I got something for you. And he's smart enough to hear the cheers and go, oh, I can be self-righteous tonight. You know, and we're going to get the best of him because he can, he can you know, kind of delve in and out of each thing. I think this is going to be a fun run we're about to get on. What did you think of Collision last night? Punk had to lose. Yeah. Yeah, Punk had to lose. He, he literally, like, they, their team had to lose, and, um... I think it also makes good for the story that they're trying to tell with Punk, with, with CMFTR, and Bullet Club Gold. And shout out to what eventually happened, which is the, the Guns are now officially members of Bullet Club Gold as well. Um, and yeah, Punk had to lose. Like he, he Especially... Probably had to lose in Toronto mm-hmm. because, like, one of the two events that happens in Toronto, Punk's got to lose, and they're not letting Punk lose at Forbidden Door. Um, so he had to take he had to take that bullet in Collision. But also behind the scenes, Punk taking a loss on what is his show is a good message to your locker room. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's an olive branch to your locker room. Hey, he's not who you think he is. Some of these guys weren't some of these guys don't really know. They just hear even if they work there. It's rumors. It's these guys over here are in this clique and these guys over here are in this clique and uh, punk doing that lets people know, "Hey, I'm willing to work with you because what matters to me is the show be great." Because if the show's great, I'm going to be great. Let me tell the stories. And also, is there any group that has had as quick a rise as the guns? Man. They've had a great rise, too. Yeah. How do you like their little uh, finger guns with the spewing water out of their mouth? It's the best. It is. It is. (laughs) They took Triple H to a whole other level. It's so funny. They've combined all these things that used to be in uh, their dad's factions, right? They w- they wear the Shawn Michaels outfits to the ring. Uh, you're the taller one, I'm, I'm sorry if I get them mixed up. The taller one always has his hair kind of braided crazy, like Road right. Dog, right? Yes. That's the Road Dog. The other guy's got the finger guns like Triple H. They kind of wrestle like the like if the New Age Outlaws were trained by Shawn Michaels. Uh-huh. They kind of wrestle like that, and it it just it works so well. And I thought they were nothing for a long time. Uh, don't ever give up on yourself. They knew they had something, yeah. And now they've given it to us. And in you know, and, dude, they're Bullet Club. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I would like it, but I actually do. 
Like, it, it fits. If you're going to work and your two co-workers today are Jay White and Juice, it's the best day at work ever. Yes, it is. <laughs> I just feel like, like they. I feel like they need one more. Like I feel like they need one more person that essentially is the muscle. They need a heater of the group. Yeah, they need a Roman. They, they just need those five. They just need those five. Right, 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 right. They need a heater. Who's a good heater? I would have said Wardlow, and it could still be Wardlow because of the fact that, like, they're not really doing anything great with Wardlow at this moment. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think who would be a good heater for him right now. Dude, you know who the heater is for that click? Free Otis. Free Otis from the WWE and let him slide in there and be the heater yes. with Jay White and Juice. Yes. Could you imagine what Juice would do in a tag team with Otis? That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> or or um, let Hill Jungle Boy be the, 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 mem- the new member of Bullet Club go. Dude, that'd be great. Although, I'm kind of hoping that we get Christian front row with Jungle Boy's mom and everybody's cool with it. (laughs) I I told you this was where it should be, ma'am. I told you this is where it should be. But anyway, hey, man, it's been a great night. You enjoyed it, I know. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Ray, thank you for coming on. Hello. I mean, well, not hello. <laughs> <Of course>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been a Go Home Heat Productions. Check out us at, where are we at? The Gin Project. Check out The Gin Project, which is not us, at ginnproject.com. Check us out at The Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. Check us out on Twitter Machine. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Spotify, your, your iPhones, um, Bullhorn. Uh, all your cool places to, to listen to podcasts. And thank you, Jamil. Thank you, Ray. And go home.